Hello everyone and welcome to the brand new series of the First of All Podcast, Series 2. Uh, I'm your host Rory Fairs and I'll be taking you through 10 more episodes of the First of All Podcast. But it's all about Episode 1, Series 2, Episode 1. Uh, this is a guy that I could not nail down for Series 1 and I was so ma- so pleased to manage to get him on for Series 2. So I promised him the first episode. Uh, it is of course Max from Victory Distillery in London. Uh, Max joins me and runs me through an epic, epic, epic round of drinks. Um, it's a little bit of an extended episode. That's how I like to start things on the First of All Pod. Um, but Max, it has been an absolute pleasure to have on. So I hope you enjoy it. Please make sure you subscribe, like, review, share, tell everybody you know about this podcast. I really want Series 2 to be even bigger than Series 1. And thank you so much for everybody that's joining us again. Um, the feedback that I had on Series 1 was just incredible so thank you so much but it's not about that let's get into max um and see what he's got in store for us for his round of drinks let's go welcome max hey mate first of all podcast how you doing my friend i am doing swell thank you very much how are you mate i am well i'm so much better now that i finally nailed you down um you were (laughs) You're on the hit list for series one and we couldn't quite make it work. So what better way to start the second series of the First World Podcast with Max? This is this is exciting. So before we go any further uh, in true podcast style, we're, we're sharing a very, very specific drink together right now. Do you want to talk us through it? Uh, yeah. So um, I sent this over to you. Uh, it arrived today, did it? Arrived today. Um, Literally arrived this morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah so the drink we've got here obviously I can see you and I can see you're drinking you can see me waving this bottle around but the people who are listening can't Um, so we've got a little 375 um, bottled cocktail that that we we, we, we're probably going to launch we're probably going to put up on the website for people to have a little go it's um this specific one is 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 based on a martini Um, and my my now drink uh, which I'm sure you've heard from other people as well as I, I know you've heard from other people as well um will be uh, a, a martini um but this specifically is a little bit like a tuxedo number four um so sherry instead of vermouth uh so fino dry sherry instead of vermouth um and th- this is a little bit different because the ratios of uh, victory gin to sherry is specific and we distill a uh, moroccan black olive distillate uh, to plop in there oh. as well um, so I've got I've got one here uh, that I'm pouring out um, that's been in the freezer. Um, so it should be a freezer serve. Um, it's, it's bottled at around 29 or so um, with a little bit of water in there. Um, and you can just pour that over an olive and, 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 and enjoy as a martini as hi- at home. Um, but I think the martini is just such a. I mean, it's funny with the now drink because when you send me the questions, you sort of like think about what okay what does he mean <laughs> what, what, what are we getting at and it's your round you say in the in the question right it's, it's, it's my round or what are you having yeah um and it's like okay well a round so if it's a round he's, he's describing it as a round yeah we're in a pub we're in a pub right we're in a pub yeah so this is it this so, is it this so, is it so if, if it's a pub i'm definitely not drinking a tuxedo number four with a black olive distillate am i <laughs> um, 
um well not yet anyway eh? um and um um so so i suppose it's difficult thing to to call so if you know if i did meet you down at the pub if it was me and you at the Pembury tavern so many years ago then i would you know i'd probably have a, a you know a pint of ipa or or, or whatever yeah. um but for me I, I took more out of that question and be like okay so it's it's, it's up to me so where am i you know and and what what would i have and, I, and I, you know there are select few bars in the world that i've had the pleasure of uh, visiting and i'm sure you can think of some in your history that that, that remind you know, yeah happy and i think some of my best sort of drinks memories of meeting someone at a cold crisp lovely marble bar or whatever have been i've sat down i'm there early and i'm drinking a martini waiting for my meeting sort of thing or whatever um and so that's why i wanted to do this and just the sherry instead of vermouth i love vermouth rory i think everyone knows that um, oh god yeah uh, but there's something so elegant about victory gin and fino it's just it's it's there's just something i think maybe it's the chestnut in the gin um it just really goes so wonderfully with the floor in the sherry yeah. well i think anyway. no i'm with you on that and and it's it's, it's difficult to get it across to the listener but jesus that is it's a really good drink really I, I good know, yeah. so just there's so much depth to it i've never had a martini i've never replaced the vermouth with the sherry had a lot of sherry, oh, right, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, really show, just brings show. a different level, different, different level to it. It's really interesting, really delicious. It's funny because the history of the tuxedo is actually, you know, maraschino liqueur, orange bitters, um, gin. It's uh, but then I always remember the tuxedo as the sherry drink, and and I and I had to look it up, um, and. Uh, apparently it's called a tuxedo number four thank you mr difford um and uh, uh yeah you know and um yeah i just you know a martini is just such a lovely drink to have with someone when you just sit down together perfect icebreaker i just i i i love it i love it i'm not i like you've got a little nick and aura there haven't you I, yes well spotted there yeah i have indeed I have indeed. The glassware, I love a, I love a Nicanora. Who doesn't? I've got, I've got a little crystal cut sherry glass, here, um, which Useful. I quite like. I quite like. Um, but yeah, I think just a martini. I mean, obviously, it's difficult to pick between a martini and a gin and tonic, isn't it, for a for a starting drink? Yes, um, I think you know. I, I, it was only at the very last episode of the first series that gin and tonic had even come up which was a bit of a concern so martini come up a few times this is a nice little twist on it i really like it i think yeah. it's uh it's a it's a really good place to start and uh and yeah glassware is really important we've talked about glassware before on the on the podcast at how important it is and i i, I don't know if you heard the the very very first episode that the martini glass got a bit of a slamming um from a previous the guest original, the original, the original yeah, v. the, the v I'm the I'm big v, v uh, action with two hands for rory on camera but obviously none of you can see that but i'm doing it with <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean they do get they do get sticks don't they i think the, i think the size of them is the most important thing mm. right um the volume of liquid that you can put in it is is, is a slight issue i think but yeah nick and nora for me all day long your that glass you've got is 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 pretty sharp so while we sip on this beautiful and actually uh, 
I'm just looking, literally looking at the label right now. Um, Ministry of Peace. Oh yeah, yeah. What what's that all about, eh? Um, do you do you know what that reference is? I'm Absolutely. catching you on the spot. You might tell me, and I'll go fuck. What was I thinking? But I, uh, uh, as an initial glance, I'm not getting it. No, no, and that's fine. Um, we 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 stick a load of we call them Easter eggs. I don't know if you. I, I'm I'm not I'm not a computer. I'm not a gamer at all. But you know, gaming Easter eggs is a term used in gaming where you know you discover a hidden thing. You know, yeah. a, a hidden secret. That you, it's only if you're a diehard fan that you would know what it means, right? Yes. And um, so, a lot of people won't know that Victory London Distillery is named after the um, the alcohol in 1984, George Orwell book 1984, right? And we we don't we don't talk about that. It's not something that we reference. We don't we don't try and play on that. It's nothing to do like classic literature or anything for us. But it is a joke that. Came up. Do you want me to tell you why? Shall I tell you why? Go. Let's go. Why, no, we're in. We're let's right. go. So, so sorry. Yeah, we're in. Sorry. I have a, you'll have to shut me up, mate. This is it's a habit I have. Um, I can edit it out. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> this is like yeah, the four hours of take and uh, only one hour. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So we so victory started in a basement cocktail bar in in, in Towerbridge in London, and we bought some pharmaceutical equipment. Wrote that to make spirits, but we weren't trying to make gin at the beginning. We were making distilled flavor spirits to pair with craft beer. Okay. Um, so a beer in a bump, we called it, like a boilermaker. Yeah. Um, and this was a few too many years before anyone was ready for that. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I was gonna say, that's something that would come out now in 2021, yeah. that's, the, that's the kind of, very ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah, we weren't in Dalston either, so <laughs> you know. Um, and we were doing this thing, so we were distilling, you know, like you know, purple carrot, coriander, and jalapeno to pair with like a new Danish IPA that no one's ever heard of, and all you know, whatever. And so we were playing around with these things, um, and it didn't take long before we started distilling juniper, making gin uh, for our house pour because we were pouring. I'll give you one guess what we were pouring. It was your gin and tonic you had with Emma. It's it's what everyone pours, what everyone has. Oh. Beefy is the drink that everyone pours, right? So I think we had a bit of a moment where we were pouring beef eater, uh, which is yeah. a great gin. We and we and we just thought, you know, but we should distill something ourselves. So we, we distilled something and we put it on the menu. It was called gin. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. It didn't have a name. It didn't have a name. We were filling old Campari bottles off the rotavat, right? So. Um, and it was massively over botanical. It's too lo loaded up, too much flavour, yeah. but fun, you know, fun to make. And it was just called gin. And anyway, I'm a bit of a fan of George Orwell, specifically 1984, uh, was at the time. And in the book 1984, there's one brand, one alcohol, and it's called Victory Gin. And it's and it's drunk as a sort of medicine. It's like a terpene, oily, horrible, disgusting liquid that makes you cringe when you drink it. So we called this gin on our menu, Victory Gin, as a joke. Um, in a kind of like, you know, to the wanker customers that we had, um, the you know we read we read books too. You know, you assholes. You know, it's just like you know, it was just a joke, and, and you, you had no choice. We were like Big Brother. If you ordered a martini or a gin and tonic or whatever, you had Victory Gin. It was a joke. Yeah. Um, and and surprisingly, we copyright that, and and no one had before, which is insane. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, madness. Um, but anyway, sorry. In 1984 the book the government is split into four ministries 
um, and one of the ministries or the, the departments of the government is called Ministry of Peace. And so this martini is named after that. Um, and so we will be, this is, all, this is all a spoiler alert for everyone because we haven't launched this yet. So you've got an exclusive, but we're launching four new um, bottled cocktails um, and each one of them is named after a ministry in the book 1984. But you would only know that if you'd read the book and knew in any way that we were related in any way to that. It's a really, really niche Easter egg. So I wouldn't expect you to know. <laughs> well, I tell you what now, I'm, I'm, I'm furious and I'm furious with myself because I've read 1984 probably four or five times. Then you I'm, have no excuse. And I, 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 I'm I've got no excuse. That's a, I'm appalled with myself. Not even, <laughs> I, I am literally furious with myself that I haven't got that reference. Even the victory. But to be fair, I haven't, I haven't, the last time I read 1984 was probably 10 years ago. Well, yeah, oh. maybe lot, maybe further back. Um, it, it, even like I was, so I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm not a, a illiterate guy, but reading came kind of late to me in terms of like decent novels. In yeah, 1984, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1984, I was probably 1920 and I thought, oh, this is pretty cool. Oh, that's where Big Brother comes from. Oh, that's where Room 101 comes from. Like, exactly. I was interested in that kind of reference point. I was like, ah, oh. and then I read it again. And as I got older, I say older, like by 22, so like less than 10 years ago, I thought I fully understood it. Now I'm like, Shit, I need to read that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe not in the current climate. <laughs> no, God, that's, yeah, maybe I'll wait for the 21st yeah. of June yeah. or whatever which it is. is. Which is which is part of the joke of calling not a joke, sorry. I don't mean joke. There just isn't a better word for it. Mm. Um the reference of these cocktails to the, the ministries. Um so yeah, the, 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 the so this is Ministry of Peace, um, which is I guess we were trying to name them after certain ministries based upon how they feel to us. But again, in a silent way, like, you know, the, the label you've got on the bottle there is literally what people would get. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't say black olive on it. It just says victory gin and fino. And then underneath yeah. it is ministry cocktails, our cocktails produced by victory London or something of such core range celebration. Right. So our Negroni yeah. 750 is going to move into a 375 and that will be a ministry of truth. So, the, so the four ministries are. I love it. Peace, I love it. Peace, I love it. Plenty, yeah, peace, plenty, love, and truth. Um, and uh, so each of those, you know, we have a an apple, elderflower, and sage gimlet to go with our pink, and we have a uh, cranberry and raspberry. Uh, well, a kind of a riff on a cranberry and raspberry cosmo. Yeah, we're going to make a cosmo. Can you believe that? We're going to make a cosmo. Um, that surprise. That shocks me. I'm not, I am first in the queue. <laughs> if anyone's well, going to make a good Cosmo, if, it's going to be you. Yeah, and like I don't think that you know the Dale DeGroff original, and you know we're not using lime, and we're not using um, Quantro. Um, we've got another distillate in it. Uh, you know, we're we're suggesting that you pour it over a block of ice and drink it, a bit like a milk punch almost. Um, so it's, it's not really a Cosmo, but it is a Cosmo because it's vodka and cranberry. 
anyway, sorry, totally digress. But you can edit all of this out, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be cutting 30% of that out. Um, no, but to be fair, no, that's absolutely fine because it gives us a bit of an insight into you and how victory came about. Um, but we need to move. Let's let's get on to drink number two. Let's we've we've had our now. Let's yeah. go to then. So take us back. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's get nostalgic. Let's find. Let's let's get back into uh, a, a drink that takes you back into a, a, a good point in life. So sense sensory memory for me is pretty much the reason. I do what I do, right? So, yeah. so um, I th think like uh, like olfaction for me is 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 the key. So my my smell, what what I can smell, um, is so important and so invocative as it is for everyone, right? Yeah. So when you sent me this question, I was a bit like, oh shit. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> How, I was like, what is my, you know, and I was, I was talking about it with my family and uh, my wife, Maura, and we were discussing things and I was like, well, what are the key memories in my life or things that, things that are so significant to me that if someone asked me what's the most, what's a drink that transports you, right? Um, and I think I've, I've, I've narrowed it down to three. Is that right? <laughs> we'll pick no one. Is, and no one has ever had three for their then drink but max okay. i will make okay. an allowance for you okay so well we can do we can do so the first one i'll do it quickly the first one is a bialetti coffee machine a, you know a stove top screw top mocha coffee machine that you do on a gas pub yeah uh, making lavazza coffee lavazza um, that's still about isn't it yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that being made to the point of absolute death, overboiled on the hob, <laughs> and being made by my grandmother who passed away last year. Um, but but year before, God, twenty twenty didn't happen, right? Um, yes. And right uh, um, so that smell, you know, that smell of coffee out of a pot, and uh, I remember the the sort of the deep red stone sort of tiles in her small kitchen and she'd make this coffee for when my dad would bring me over on the weekends and um you know that thick coffee aroma just dripping all over the walls and and, and that's so like if you you know if you were going to say what 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 aroma what drink and i'm like you know i didn't drink coffee then i was a child yeah. and uh, the first time i drank coffee i hated it um but now i'm a one of those bona fide coffee wankers right so uh <laughs> But I still make a I still make a Bialetti coffee pot when I go home, and that's the thing, right? I can make a coffee pot of Lavazza coffee anywhere in the world, in any kitchen, in your kitchen, in in, in anywhere. And as soon as I, as soon as it starts to boil, and as soon as it comes through, I'm not in your kitchen anymore. I'm in my grandmother's kitchen. Yeah, that's Ke cool. I love that. So she's so she's 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 Italian. So my family's part Italian. So that's why this yes. is whole thing. Anyway, so that's number one, right? And a little bit soppy and a little bit overly nostalgic. Sorry about that. Um, I love it. Number two um, is it's not booze either, which is weird, but it's 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 uh, green tea and mint, fresh mint tea, um, which I, I don't like tea. Um, I don't drink tea, but Maura and I honeymooned in Morocco. Okay. Uh, and we would have green tea 
and mint, which is like the hospitable drink of of, of Marrakesh. So you you would go to your souks or your cash bar wherever you're staying or you drop in on a shop and they pour you this mix of fresh mint and green tea and they pour it from this huge height you know i don't know if you've ever seen it but they they they, they sort of like put the teapot close to the cup and then pour up into these glasses that are wrapped in metal and the the sound of the water splashing and the smell of the mint just exploding yeah. and uh i so what i was thinking about this question is what if I smelt it now, could I not be transported somewhere? So it's not like, oh, if I really thought about it, you know, oh yeah, no, I, I remember Sunny Delight as a kid or whatever. But it's like, if I smell, if I walked past someone else's house and smelt mint tea, I wouldn't be able to not think about my honeymoon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that was, so that was it, you know, like absolutely transport, you know, transports me without a doubt. Um, yeah, just, you know, insane even thinking about it now the sunsets in marrakesh pouring mint tea it's just like a crazy memory um so it was coffee uh and mint tea um and then weirdly the third one which is booze i thought i'd get a booze one in there um is campari wow okay um, and not campari but campari in a milana torino uh so sweet vermouth and, and and campari on ice and i'm outside the Duomo in Milan um, and I um, I'm having one on the table and there's all these all these sort of forced memories or, or pretend memories of the history of Campari in that setting yeah. you've been to Milan yes yeah that was our you have god yeah. that so, might have been yeah. our so last overseas trip pre-lockdown Actually, that might really? be the last okay. place we went before we got married and then had a baby and then the world went to shit. So, yeah, I think Milan was the last place we went yeah, to. And you'll, and, you'll, and you'll never travel again. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, exactly that. So outside the Victoria Man uh, do it, you know, like next to the Duomo, um, the, the, the original Campari bar and uh, standing outside there and having a, a, a Me Too or a Milano Torino vermouth and uh, which by the way was what I was drinking when when we sat down. Um, yeah. But that's forest vermouth and victory bitter obviously. You know, not a, um, but we, but yeah, so that, but we got engaged that night. Interestingly Lovely. Enough. Um, so we got engaged in Milan by coincidence, but, 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 yeah, I, I can't smell Campari sweet vermouth in any way combined Negroni or otherwise. Obviously, I don't drink Campari Negronis anymore because we happen to make a thing called Victory Bitter. But um, but I have a massive respect for Campari and what they did and who they are and how it tastes and how the aroma of it and everything. I think it's it, it's lost its way a bit. But even that, if I smell it now, I'm there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's and I'm, I'm so lucky that I've uh, that I've experienced that. I'm so lucky that I've been there and that my experience of aperitivo isn't just a aperol spritz in some shitty godforsaken bar. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, <laughs> Do you know? Um, it's so funny because I love that and I've we've I've thankfully spent a huge amount of time in Italy and that's the what that's the first place we're going after all this nonsense, but. I'll meet um, you there, man. I'll meet you there. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to allow... I'm, the reason I'm going to allow all three is because 
we've got the kind of the coffee, that kind of like bitter, lovely little drink. We've got the green tea and we've got the Campari. I'm I'm not giving you ideas, but I'm I'm thinking that those three could go together quite nicely. Maybe maybe I've planted that. Oh, you clever bastard. That is. No, I'm joking. I have to, I'm to, <laughs> but now I'll look, I'll look back on this and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was planned. Yeah, it was totally planned. Yeah. 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 We blended uh, the, uh, the, the the coffee machine coffee with the green tea and the Campari and the mint. Um, yeah. No, that sounds unreal. And I've each, all three of those. I was back. I was where you were, which is, which is really lovely. So, I think you've clearly demonstrated a uh, a love for booze, but also you clearly know your stuff. So, that always puts us in good stead for the next question, which is your first drink, because this kind <laughs> of this yeah. this this really kind of sets the. Whenever I've in previous episodes we've talked about first drink and someone's like said something quite elaborate or quite complex and they've gone, you were you were destined to get into booze because that's your first drink. Is this going to be because you you built this this is this is quite a build up, Max. This 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 is uh, this is this could be make or break now. Uh, you know what? Trying to recall my actual first drink is is probably disappointing to 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 listeners for excitement because because i probably was given um or i can remember being offered a, a small glass of wine or a taste of yeah. wine at dinner and like i said yeah. european family you know and um and i i actually know how important this is to you as it is to me about having you know we've got children and yeah um their relationships with alcohol are really important Absolutely. and I know, I know you share that opinion and um and I think I was very lucky with my upbringing that I was around alcohol but not in a serious way I you know yeah. there was no detriment to it it was never villainized or anything like that and, that, and that, yeah it's really cool there there is some historical stuff in my family that destined me to be a distiller but maybe that'll come out another time but but my <laughs> my actual first like drink that where 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 do you mean like my first drink where i went out with my mates or i like snuck a drink or what it, you know whatever is probably- whatever the best story is whatever the like you're kind of if yeah. you think back to like the first time i really had a good old drink what would it be you know what i've got i i i, I the first time i had a, a you know a good old so i actually it's a bit later in my life. So like my first, my first, you know, it was probably my first drink that I nicked or whatever was probably a Bacardi Breezer or a warm can of Carling from a back of a oh. um, But like, you know, it's, it's nothing glorious about that. But I did, I did, we, we for a story, um, there's a good one that starts with, I joined a Warhammer club. Um, the best uh, stories. Wow. The best stories start with I joined a Warhammer there's a bit of my life where I lived in Hastings, which is a coastal town in the south. And yeah. um, I, th- th- there was a Warhammer. I wasn't into Warhammer, um, uh, probably to my detriment, but I wasn't. And, uh, but the Warhammer club, I learned, met above a pub. There was a motorcycle gang club pub on the seafront that was called the Carlisle. And it used to meet upstairs in the event room, right? So they had people on the door that would stop, I- they would ID people. 
right? But if you were going to the Warhammer Club, you could go in. And once you were in, you know, the, the old deer on the bar didn't give a shit. How old it was, you it was free-for-all, absolute free-for-all. Exactly. So I had to pretend that I like painting small figurines of orcs and stuff, but but I could drink a lot of Guinness. <laughs> so, so that that's a late, you know, I remember that because I remember being a little bit too young to be pissed on Guinness and having quite large conversations with very large men on Harley Davidson's outside on the scene. <laughs> um and uh, you know that's so that's probably my first sort of like proper proper drink uh the, the carlisle pub on the seafront of hastings old town um but i had to like warhammer to be able to drink it <laughs> no, said no one ever like warhammer has never been a gateway yeah, to just, alcohol you know until now it's probably not going to be on their posters is it <laughs> I know, and is that still a thing? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea, but there used to be shops and all sorts. Of yeah. But like, I, uh, oh, do you remember I, the um, shops? Oh God, yeah. Do you like? <laughs> do you remember the bars? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was probably it. I mean, you know, I had lots of, I did have lots of youthful indiscretions with drinking too much of certain liquids yeah. as everyone did and all of that um and like i say my first ever alcoholic drink was probably introduced to me by my family in a really nice way around a meal or whatever but yeah. i would say sinking pints of guinness as fast as i could underneath the non-watchful eye teen stained barmaid in hastings was probably probably my first yeah to be guinness is not the sort of thing you sink pint after pint of either it's maybe, so maybe not you mate but you're not a warhammer guy are you no i don't tell you what i'm not i i, <laughs> I my first experience of guinness was gosh i we were on some sort of exchange probably spanish and i think we nailed about four or five oh, pints God. i wasn't very old and i just remember standing in the middle of the marketplace in spain and just burping because it was so heavy. I was like, oh, I can't. This is horrific. I don't really... Guinness is not one I've revisited in a long time. Mad. I just had a massive memory of doing a water sports holiday when I was at school in southern Spain and being this beach resort thing, not resort, we were were camping and we were out, like, you know, topper boating whatever and white water rafting machine in southern Spain and I remember breaking out at night and going down to the beach and interestingly it was probably my first cocktail you just brought this back to me I wouldn't even thought about this before <laughs> my, 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 probably my first thing because I remember drinking glasses that I thought were stupidly big at the time but I imagine yeah. we're just pint, half litres of um San Miguel I guess San Miguel you know but to me like they were like huge things and um and I B52 shots you know we like Bailey's on top oh Jesus Christ yeah yeah I think I was probably 14 maybe 14 and I sat at this beach bar and I was drinking B52s and they just taste like chocolate right and I remember drinking maybe three of these things and I remember standing up off the bar stool and just falling straight down when my legs just completely gave out and that's obviously the first time i'd ever been properly pissed yeah there we are and look how far thanks for bringing that back yeah sorry about that i hate I, I don't like to bring back these <laughs> horrific memories for people but 
Um, let's go. So we—that's a. Well, that's I, kind of, a, I kind of like the idea of people thinking that I was a refined sort of flavour maker and not someone who gets pissed on. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's completely gone out the window after this. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go on to your last drink, Max, because this is this is a tough one. This is a real like. You have to give yeah. it a lot of thought. This isn't just your favourite drink. This is the last liquid no. that's going to pass your lips before the ine the inevitable death. Your last drink, mate. What's it? What are you saying? What is it? Yeah. So, I, so, yeah so my question. My I I I have questions. Um, Fine. <laughs> no, um, no. I'm going to stop I, you there. So I've been accused on previous episodes of putting the person to death which i never said i just said it was your last drink um okay. and there's been all sorts of accusations about how i'm killing people off um mm -hmm. so yeah you ask why you ask why well yeah so i guess it, it it depends greatly on um am i at the pearly gates being greeted by my maker and happy and tranquil or am i on green mile somewhere locked in a cage and about to be killed with an injection or am i just aware that i'm about to transcend into some other dimension i'm all right with it because like last drink it depends so, so drinking to me and i'm sure to you and to many people listening is so dependent on who you're sat with completely where you're sat um and actually to be honest i would sooner take a shit drink with great company than a great drink with bad company right good so, shout good shout if, so if i'm sat on my own on death row what i drink may be quite different than if i'm with company and if i'm trying to keep up a certain so i you know i i guess where my head's at with it where my head's at with it it's kind of like um i i think what you mean is there's no axe hanging over my head it's no not like I'm so it's not literally like that. you're gonna right i'm gonna chop your fucking head off what do you want to drink <laughs> it's not to that extreme right. but also it's not like oh i'm in the comfort of my own home um i'm gonna have a yeah, little drink yeah. and go to sleep and then that's it it's probably something also, in between it's probably it's probably more the green mile sort of thing you the the death row sort of thing you know the next morning so I, I think that's the thing that's come up before is the next morning you're good you're gonna be put to death it's the night before you just want the kind of the last sip of booze or drink or whatever it's gonna be before mm. you leave this mortal coil yeah so i think i know the answer um and i've got two of course because uh, no, you had three the one before so uh, why would you not have two? <laughs> We're getting better now. Um, no, as, um, I, you know what? I flip between two different things, and one of them is alcoholic, and one of them isn't. Um, and the, the, so, so, the non-alcoholic one would be something that's really hard to get, and something that I think people don't appreciate very much, even though they really should, is a really well carbonated water. Oh, um, and as boring. <laughs> As boring as that sounds, um, actually, if I could have a glass of zero sub-zero, tightly carbonated from an aluminium chrome tap from a little cafe that you know, probably from your travels in Italy, and 
it's so sparkling that it looks flat in the glass you know and then you and then it and then it erupts on your tongue with this all carbolic acid and minerality and everything else i think if i was going to end life i've drunk a lot of exceptional booze in my time so i wonder if i would actually go out drinking the thing that gives everything life in itself you know and i just wonder maybe maybe i'd go maybe i'd go water um if i had to pick a booze drink it would obviously be a negroni right <laughs> <laughs> so um but do you do you like carbonated water do you like fizzy water now this is a really um i mean i never thought i when i set out to do this podcast and i said i thought i was, I was <laughs> trying to think of the format of like now then first last yeah but you didn't I think thought, you'd be speaking to me did you i've tidied <laughs> that up i thought well you know now drink it's going to be pretty busy then you know it could be like ribena they might it might not be alcoholic your first drink was always booze related your last drink's always could be booze related you never you know you could be eliminated anything off the world what i never thought would happen with the last drink is someone would choose sparkling water which is what you've just done <laughs> now my I've, i i i i have i don't know if i really picked sparkling i would i had two i said i had two so right, I'm going to be honest with you now, Max. I have a complicated relationship with sparkling water, in that I had a bad experience when I was younger. In that um, I didn't know what sparkling water was. I thought it, anything fizzy, and I've said this. I've told the same story with tonic when I first had tonic. I thought anything fizzy tasted lemonade. So when I first had tonic water, and when I first had oh, sparkling okay. water. I was fucking horrified that that was not, I thought it was a lovely sweet, <laughs> like, so when you say, have you, have you had a, yeah. a, 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 I mean, the word effervescent has come up, the word, no, when it comes to fizzy water, mm. I'm, I'm uninitiated, shall we say. I'm going to send you some water. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send you some water <laughs> as if I'm from like some sort of deprived part of the world. You get sent in that gin, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> you are, because you haven't had my sparkling water. Um, no, no, look. So, look, no, let's be honest. I I used to hate sparkling water as yeah. a child. I yeah. hated it. And I have this memory, I have memories of bottles of green water were bad. Oh, green water, water green good. water. In, again, nah. No, 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 no. But then um, I got a little bit overly obsessed with CO2. So I worked in beer for a long yeah. time uh, before spirits. Um, and and you, you, you're quite obsessed with CO2 in, the, in that point. And then, and then obviously this year, last year happened and everyone's massively obsessed with CO2 yeah. into RTDs and everything else, uh, which most people get horrifically wrong, by the way. Um, and it's a flavour component on its own. There's this, there's this one little roadside cafe outside a station in Bologna that I'm, 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 I'm not even joking. It's the best sparkling water I've ever had in my life ever. And, and it's weird because if we're going on about like, I'm about to die, right? So I'm about to die. It's not like I'm, I'm, I'm just like choosing a desert. This isn't a desert no, island drink. No. This is end of existence. Yeah. So 
yeah, I don't know, it just popped into my head. <laughs> Sorry. It must be good, though. It <laughs> must be good. And I, I, I am on board with carbonated water. I... As, 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 I, I, it's, it's, it's to do with the, it's to do with the mineral treatment so, so you need it's to do with the mineral treatment of the water before you carbonate it and the temperature in which you serve it and how it's put into the glass and the glass it's like such a big thing water's huge and if you talk to any brewer or any or any spirit producer they will talk to talk about water till the cows come home. water water um, yeah water but, i'm completely on board with water i know i'm how important water is. I had never given the consideration that I should have done for carbonated water. Well, there you go. You see, so I know you're trying to you're trying to better your um your better your education on whiskey at the moment. I yeah, think you're trying to do a bit of that. Um, and maybe your next maybe your next mission should be water. You know, you should get in some water samples and a few different things. And yeah, I'm 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 kind of pulling your leg there, Rory. You look no, I'm I've already um, fired an e I've but, fired an email off to rebrand as the Water Lord. That's fine by me. So, um, moving on, for, you, you had two options. <laughs> so, moving on from the carbonated water, Negroni. Negroni's come up a lot. Talk to me, break it down, break it down, perfect Negroni, go. Well, a perfect Negroni, I don't know if I found a perfect Negroni yet, and that's a bit of a brave thing to say from someone who sticks one in a bottle. Yeah. Um, but I would, I mean, I love our Negroni because it's it's the, you know, we make the gin and we make the bitter and we make yeah. the vermouth. So each three of those ingredients, it's not like we have to decide, it's not like we have to pick the three ingredients to pair them yeah. together because I've made each one to pair with each other. And that's why Victory Bitter works so well with Victory Gin. It's just because they're modelled around Mora's and my yeah. taste profile. So it, it's hilarious when people say to me, oh, yeah, but do you actually like your gin? I'm like, well, well, of course I do, because I, I made it. For, for you, yeah. It would be impossible course. to make yeah. it bad. No, that would, um, and, and that's, you know, so for me, I love herbaceous Negroni. So our, our house vermouth that we make for on Negroni RTDs is not the same as the vermouth that you can buy in our special editions. It's, it's, it's something completely different. Um, and it's made specifically to pair with Victory Bitter. Yeah. Um, so it's a different, it's a different wine, um, completely uh, wormwood green coffee rhubarb, uh, and then two different types of conifer or pine. Um, and I've had fantastic Negronis and I've had shit Negronis. I, I would, I would, I think I can honestly say I prefer a Victory Negroni to a Campari Negroni. And that's not marketing, because I'm not trying to market yeah. through your channel. That's not what I'm doing. Um, but we, I, as I said, in, you know, one of my drinks is Campari, you know, nostalgia drinks is yeah. Campari. So I think Campari is amazing. But when we decided to make Victory Bitter, well, actually, we've been making Victory Bitter for longer than we released it. Um, and when we decided to release it, and make it red more importantly um it was that we thought we we had bettered what was available um i don't like to describe victory bitter as a replacement for campari because they're very different yeah they are um, they are very different so when so in terms of the um i guess with the with the victory bitters that it is it is so different and and I'm I'm kind of with you. I would rather that because it just adds a level of. I'm with you. I really like a herbaceous Negroni. 
that's kind of I, I want I want the gin to be there, but I want each the, the, the point of Negroni is it's equal measures. So each individual component needs mm. to sing. And for me, when yes. I first and I'm with you, I, I, lo I love Campari in, in various things, but for me, it just it can you have to I, I can't go equal parts in that with Campari personally I you I have to tweak I have to up the gin I have to is it because it's too sweet possibly or I think the I the think flavor. the sugar content plays a huge part um I'm not adverse to the bitter element of it whatsoever because that's what makes Campari Campari but um I think it can it's funny, it's funny Rory you know Campari's Campari's very bitter but it's it's exceptionally it's, sweet like I mean if yeah. you pour yourself a measure of it you know it's it's basically sugar yeah. syrup and um well it's about what no one knows the exact you know but if you distill it and if you take all the alcohol and water out of it and test the bricks of what's left and then add it to the ratio of liquid you had previously you can get a rough idea for what the sugar content of the you only is. have to look at and the you know it's rim of the bottle when it's yeah, 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 top of the, top of the cap, right? But it's about it's about 20, 20 you know, probably large estimate, twenty eight percent sugar. Yeah. So, with victory bitter, we add less than nine percent. Yeah. It's about yeah, it's about nine. It's about nine, just it over nine. It makes a now. huge difference. Um, it makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, but we get all of that. We get all of that mouthfeel, um, viscous sort of property and 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 and, and flavour from natural fructose. So these dates, figs, apricots, expensive ingredients. You can't Campari have nine different distilleries. They make sixty thousand bottles a day. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't make that much liquid using fresh dried. No. You know, you can't. No. You just can't. It's impossible. Um, and that's the main thing that people ask us. You know, quite more often with bars, it's like, well, why is a bottle of Victory Bitter, 28 quid and a bottle of Campari, 12. You're like, well... <laughs> Taste it and then you'll know. You know, why is that wine more expensive yeah, than that exactly. wine? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not, I'm not saying, I, I, I really try never to say that one thing's better no, than the other, so. it's just a different thing. Um, but but about 100%, the ingredients that we put into the bottle cost more than the ingredients yeah. that they put in the bottle. So if, you, if, if that's the way you do projections if that's the way you look at things if, if there's a fair sales model or gp or whatever you want to call it markup for people then it costs us more to make a bottle than it costs them to make a bottle so it costs you more to buy it that's that's it but that's why we do cans right absolutely yeah um, i mean to be fair i know many people that have enjoyed negroni i think a negroni is a gateway and then you kind of go it's very easy to explore the, the vermouth it's very easy to explore the gin but you very you very rarely get to explore the bitter and actually when you introduce victory bitters and I, I have a very very fond and enjoyable memory of the first time that I had victory bitter I was on a works do in Liverpool and I was um using exploiting my status as the gin lord and put out on Twitter um I'm in Liverpool um where do I need to go and I ended up in a really lovely bar and had a lovely drink and then um Kate cocktail Kate came on and she said right you need to go to this bar oh. and you need to have a victory with tonic 
victory bitters with tonic and I was like okay I've had the gin I've not had the bitters but and then it just turned into this right now you need to go here now you need to go here but my real significant my vivid memory is having that bitter with tonic and I was like okay I never considered having bitter with tonic and that then opened the floodgates for and I haven't turned back and that was in 2018 so three nearly three years ago and I haven't turned back and and my Negronis mainly consist of victory bitters so you know that well I'm very I'm very thankful for that and obviously the amazing and unstoppable yeah so you know and, and, and hilariously another alumni of ginger yeah as well you know we all we all sort of circle that um i think it's just a, a group of people who are just passionate yeah. about i mean she's an actual yeah you know teacher <laughs> but like but i mean you know people who really care about liquid and we you know i started as a bartender many many years ago um and i've always tried to make things just a little bit better well mainly smelling things to be a little bit better to be honest but yeah Awesome, anyway, right. Sorry, I'll start rambling Let's, again. Um, we've Roll had, we've, we've got an incredible round of drinks here, Max, but I am dying to hear. It's too many. Too many. I've, made, I've made too many. No, drinks. never, 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 never. But never, no, never. We are now. I really need to hear your never drink. I want to know what you're eradicating. <laughs> for. We've talked about George Orwell, 1984. This is Room 101. This is what you're eradicating from the face I of the know, earth. I know, I know. Okay, so I've got five. Fucking hell, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously joking. I'm Jesus obviously Christ, joking. my pen nearly actually, had a heart attack there. Go on. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know what, Rory? This was, this was without a doubt, It is. It, I'm not because even going to deny it is the hardest question, without a doubt. I know, I know immediately, when you ask, I know immediately what I would, 101 i know immediately what it is but then i have to reflect yeah. and i have to think about well what does it mean to other yeah. people what 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 why do i dislike yeah. it is it because i dislike it is it is it something else or whatever and obviously the easiest thing to do i don't think that this is hard we you get sent a lot of booze yeah. i imagine um and it, interestingly enough, I get sent a lot less nowadays, but I used to get sent quite a lot of samples and stuff. Um, when I, I used to do a bit of writing and TV and things, and so people would yeah. send me things, but now I'm a brand, it's yeah. different. Um, and I think, I try to consider that there are no bad liquids. You are not the first person right. to so, say this, and that's interesting coming from a drinks maker, because the other guy which was Tim, um, he said exactly the same thing. He was like, look, I, I really can't nail it down because I make drinks and it, I know that the effort and everything that goes into it, and it's like, I get what you're saying. I completely understand, but I still need to nail you down something well, that you need to get rid well, of. I'm probably not, I'm probably not as valiant as he because, <laughs> because the thing is, right, it, um, uh, flavor profile perception and all of that sort of things is so in so it's so individual yeah. right so something that i so i'm gonna i am gonna i am gonna simp in something Rory. i promise there's one thing i'm gonna put in room 101 for you but but i would like to preface it by just saying just because i may not like it i'm literally saying this is because of 
an experience and a flavour. Completely fine. Completely fine. Whereas whereas there are some things that you would expect me not to like, as I imagine many people do, you know, gins lacking in juniper flavour, anything with glitter in it, coloured things that shouldn't, all of this sort of stuff. You know what? If you want to release a falsely health beneficial product and call it whatever if you want to do that i'm I'm trying to be so pc here it's unreal um but you know if you're if you're going to do that and if you and if you're going to and if you're going to color something for a mass market or whatever you know what if you if you if you conceptualize that product and if you made that product uh, not even made it with your own hands. You can white label it. I have no problem with white label. And I have no problem with macro. I think it's a ridiculous notion that just because something's made on a small scale, it's better than something made on a large scale. Actually, it's quite often the mm. reverse. So we already spoke about Beef Eater. You know, they make an f- exceptional gin. Desmond's fantastic, you know, and and if, if you're going to make the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and it always tastes exactly the same, that is the benchmark that all of us should yeah, probably try absolutely. to get to. Okay, it's, it's about the it's about the conceptualization of it. If you make a product because you believe in the flavor or the idea of it, then I'm on your side. If you make a product and the only notion behind it is making money, I'm not on your side. Yeah. All right. So it's my PC way of saying, if a product is conceptualized by people around a table, um. And by that, I don't mean a dinner table or me and you having a pint. I mean a board table. Um, then I'm probably not going to support you. And I think your brand should be eradicated from history. But if you've made something and I just don't particularly agree with it because of my palate or my history. But you've done it with love and conviction and you believe in it, then all the power to you. And I hope you make many, many millions and you make a lot of people happy. So if the person who makes unicorn, oh, bollocks. If the person who makes some, yeah. um, If the person who makes some such spirit um, meant it, with with, really meant it, then I'd shake their hand and give them a hug and say, brilliant, well done. If they didn't, you know, and that's what's so important about people like you, and the Instagram, t- Twitter, social media is so important. And we don't put ourselves out there enough. People probably think we're a white label brand half the time. Who, who are these bunch of assholes with no words on the front of their bottle? You know, and it's not, we're not, we're not. <laughs> um, but anyway, the actual drink that I'm going to put in 101 is Sambu. Oh, yes. Yes. It can act. It can absolutely do one. It's horrible, horrible. All of my flavor memories, all of my, um, every, you know, every bar I've ever opened. So I I used to open bars for a living, um, working bars. Every bar I've ever managed or or had the pleasure of being a bar manager for, I removed Sambuca, black and white, um, from even clubs, even clubs removed it completely. Um, And I replaced it with green chartreuse. Really? Well, I mean... Um, which, by the way, is nothing like no, Sambuca for anyone who doesn't know what green chartreuse is, but it's also, it's also 57% and really nasty. But I, I, had one of those, uh, I had one of those youthful moments with Sambuca, Rory. Mm, we've all been there. I can't. I literally... I, aniseed, even licorice, like, you know, any, like any smell of it, absolutely not. 
Yeah, see, so I've, I'll t- if if I'm just doing it for myself. Also, I don't think anyone likes it that much, so I, I don't feel that bad. Yeah, see, um, previous episodes, um, the whole aniseed thing has popped up in terms of absinthe and perno and goodness knows what sambuca. So, some sambuca is an odd one for me because when I was of newly drinking age, I could drink that like water. And then I hit probably 23, 24, 25. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fucking horrible, actually. And my stomach went, no, (laughs) no, no, we're not. That's not coming in. That's not coming in. And I I just, it will not. It will not. And actually, um, anything that, any drink that has, apart from Moe's, that has the word flaming before it, uh, can absolutely do one as well. So I'm completely with you on that, mate. That's, uh, yeah, no, that absolutely needs to go away. So I'm completely, I'm completely on board with that. That is, abs- that is gone. That is gone. So let's, uh, let's recap. We've got an uh, outstanding round of drinks here. So we've got our now drink, which was um, a fantastic 1984 reference that I'm embarrassed to say that I got far too late in the Ministry of Peace, which of course was Victory Gin and Fino Sherry, which uh, should be your, that it will be available to people? Very soon, actually, alongside three others that are going to be in um, the bottle, the 375ml bottles, but there's no Victory branding on it. So like Ministry cocktails are going to be like a a, a different thing, but they're very much a Victory. Love it. So, um, yeah. Fantastic. So then drink, um, you really took the piss and had three of those, which was, um, <laughs> is it Lavazza coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Green tea and... Comp- but it's more about, it's more about the way it's yes. made. Yes, yeah, sorry. It has yes. to be boiled up. Green know. tea and Campari and Mint, but I was well on board with that with the reference to um, Milan. Um, your first drink, uh, again... Um, we had Bacardi Breezer was mentioned, um, but we settled on Gin. <laughs> we settled on Guinness in the end. Uh, your last drink, again, you couldn't quite nail one down, but we had to go for um, the effervescent sparkling water, um, which uh, I have to say you've piqued my interest on, but also the Negroni. Um, so I will allow both on that occasion just because it's your last drink and then you'll never and I'm going to send you some sparkling yes, water yes you are going to send me some water just to yeah. no, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to I'm going to RO the water I'm going to remove all the minerals from it I'm going to add specific minerals just for you and then I'm going to carbonate it to my own level of carbonation I'll send it to you all you have to do is put it in the freezer until just before it's frozen and then you can right, make it right which I'm hoping, and if it's that good, I'll have that as my last drink when I finally leave this mortal <laughs> coil. And then you'll never drink. I am so pleased you said Sambuca. That has made my <laughs> day, year, everything. Sambuca's gone. Yes. Fantastic. What a round of drinks. You've got to be pleased with that. I, I mean, it's a good one. It's a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of drinks. And I, I, you know, what I look forward to is when we get to have a reunion 
in uh, my bar and we get to drink all these things together. Absolutely. Well, we and we will be doing them in that order as well. So we'll start with the Ministry of Peace and then we'll work our way through. So, Max, thank you, mate. That's been an absolute belter. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, first episode of the new series um, and that's going to take some beating. So thank you so much. Um, and uh, very well. we will hopefully all being well be able to meet soon yeah i mean thank you very much for having me sorry i do waffle on everyone i'm sorry about not that. a problem uh, that's what the editing's for I just, uh, yeah no <laughs> exactly i just i just uh, i just i just i just really care about liquid eh? and who and this is the point this is this is why i started this podcast because liquid is so important so thank you so much mate um raising a glass to you i'm gonna have the last little dribble of ministry of peace so uh, thank you very much and uh, cheers to you. Thank you very much to Max from Victory Distilling for being my first guest on the second series of the First Fall podcast. You can find everything you need to know about Victory Distilling over on their website and their social media accounts. Just search Victory Distilling London. Um, of course, make sure you follow at First Fall Pod on Twitter and Instagram, please. Subscribe, tell your friends um, about that series two is out. And if you've missed uh, series one, then of course you can go back and listen to those 10 episodes as well. So until next time, raising a glass to you all, cheers.